0: Can you imagine what it would have been been like to have been in the crowd that day? The same Jesus that you had welcomed with shouts of hallelujah. You turn around this day and you say, we want nothing to do with you. Last Sunday, we were looking in 1 Samuel chapter 8 at Israel's demand to have a human king. They didn't want God to be their king. They, They wanted to be like every other nation around them. In that story, God said, Samuel, give them their king, but warn them what a king will be like. And and, and basically, Samuel says to the people of Israel, you guys should know that you will eventually end up in virtual slavery to this king that you are demanding. And God gave Israel the king that they demanded, but he gave them a king that he chose. The king was meant to be his representative. First Saul, then David. They were meant to rule under God. Israel had some good kings. But every single one of those kings were flawed and sinful and broken. And God's warnings of what a king would be like were proved true time and time and time again. In the ancient world, we, we saw that kings are essentially dictators, their word is law. Now in Israel, um, there was a slight difference because God had authority over them and, and the prophets and the uh, they, they kind of spoke truth to the king, but, but that's unusual. In, in the ancient world, kings were in charge. Other than Saul and David, um, there were two main ways that you could become king in Israel or in fact anywhere else. Saul and David were appointed by God specifically, but but in the ancient world, if you wanted to become king, if you wanted to get that position of authority, you either had to be born into the right family, so you had to be the son of the previous king so that you could inherit the throne, or else you had to use violence. You had to, you had to win your way into authority. The two options were becoming king by birth or becoming king by might. At the time of Jesus' execution, Israel was being ruled by Rome. Caesar Tiberius was king, and he was a horrible bloke. Unrest and revolution, uh, that kind of behavior wasn't uncommon in the time of of Jesus in Israel. We hear about Barabbas, who was one of those revolutionaries who was being executed. There was this constant foment and and constant push to get rid of the Romans, to return Israel to, to being a kingdom on its own. They were longing for that because God had promised that. One of the big jobs that Pilate had as governor was was to make sure that his province stayed subdued. He had to squash any threat to Roman rule and Roman authority. In fact, politics at Rome at the time were a bit messy in all probability. And so he had to be extra careful to make sure that, that, that he kept his nose clean and that he kept his district under control. That's where we find ourselves in our passages this morning. Jesus arrested, tried by the Jews, and handed over to Pilate for death. Uh, Luke, when he tells this story, in chapter 23, verse 2, Luke says that the charges uh, against Jesus included the fact that he was the Christ, a king. And so Pilate comes to Jesus and he says, Are you the king of the Jews? And Jesus wants to know, Pilate, where are you coming from with that question? Is this something from you or is this something that, you know, people have been talking to you about me? Why are you asking that question? If, if Pilate was the one asking the question, he'd be asking Jesus, are you a king like Caesar? Are you someone, a threat to the Roman Empire? But but if someone had told Pilate about Jesus, what, what had they told him? Had they told him about the things that Jesus had been doing. Had they told him about Lazarus raised from the dead, about the miracles, about Jesus' teaching? Had they told him about the Jewish hope for a Messiah? Had they told him about God's king? Based on Luke 23, it seems that um, the charge that they brought was, was really simplified. They said, you know, here's the Christ. What is the Christ? Well, he's the king. He's the kind of king. They, they were trying to, to get Pilate to view Jesus as a threat. Pilate didn't care about Jews. Uh, there's there's uh, some uh, opinion that Pilate was actually quite anti-Semitic. What he cared about was making sure that life stayed on track for Rome in Judea. And all he knew was that if Jesus had been arrested, he must be guilty of something. And so he looks at Jesus and says, I don't care about that stuff. Am I a Jew? Come on. What have you done? What have you done wrong? And Jesus doesn't. Doesn't answer that question. It pushes back to the first question of the, the are you a king question. Jesus says, My kingdom is not from this earth. Uh, our translations tend to say, you know, my kingdom is not of the earth. Um, but you know, Jesus' kingdom is not from the earth. His kingdom makes claim over the earth, but but it's different to an earthly kingdom. He isn't a king like all the other nations have. He isn't a king like Caesar. He doesn't rule with sword and spear. If he was that sort of a king, he'd have had his followers fighting to protect him from the Jewish leaders. I mean, yeah, so uh, Peter had taken up that sword and slashed off Malchus's ear, but Jesus had ticked him off and and gone further and actually healed the boy. knew something about people claiming to be king. But Jesus's claim is different. Jesus is king. Jesus says, yes, I am a kind of a king. I am king. But I'm actually, if you want to know who I am, I'm the one testifying to the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus is the one testifying, bearing witness to the fact that this is God's world, that that God wants to redeem us. His gospel, what Jesus went around teaching was that the kingdom of God was near. Jesus was bringing it near. Even at this point, the kingdom of God, the doors were about to be thrown wide to all who put their trust in him. Jesus came as king to tell us about the truth, about who God is, about who we are, about how much we need God, about how much God loves us. And, and so much more. Jesus said to Pilate, Everyone who is on the side of the truth, who loves the truth, will recognize that what I am saying is the truth. But Pilate's not interested in this. All he says is, I don't, I, what is the truth? All he knew is Jesus isn't going to start an armed rebellion. He didn't care about truth. He didn't care about what Jesus was saying about a kingdom that's not like the kingdoms from this world, but a, a kingdom that's different. All he knew is that Jesus wasn't a revolutionary in the sense of someone who was going to overthrow Rome with with armed might and lots of bloodshed. Jesus wasn't the kind of king that Pilate was worried about. But he also wasn't the kind of king that the Jewish leaders wanted around. They didn't want Jesus to be the Messiah. The evidence for him being the Messiah was absolute, and we'll talk about that, a little bit on Sunday morning. All the prophecies that were fulfilled, all the things that he had done. Jesus was a threat to their religious power, to their religious pride and prestige. And and they rejected Jesus. The people said, get rid of Jesus. We don't want him. The Jewish leaders shouted out. What did they shout out? They said, no, no, no. We have no king but Caesar. And let's just hear that in light of what we saw last week. In what Samuel 8, where the people came to Samuel and said, Samuel, we want a king like all the other nations. And Samuel was upset and he went to God and God said, Samuel, it's not you that they have rejected. It's me that they have rejected. Now, God put a king in place over Israel, but it was meant to be a godly king. And, and, and here we have Jesus who is the promised king, the Messiah, the heir of David, the one that was going to uh, sit on Israel's throne and rule the world. As God. And no longer do they cry out, give us a king like the other nations. Now they cry out, we have no king but Caesar. And in so doing, they turn their backs completely. They turn their backs on God, their king. They thought they were better off under Rome than under Jesus. king that they rejected his kingdom is not from this world he could have mustered up an army he could have insisted that all those who who had, he had helped and all those who he had healed and all those that he had preached to he could have raised an army up against the romans there's times in the gospels where the people tried to make him king by force if he wanted to he could have called on them he could have called on an army of angels But instead of him, the guilty Barabbas walked free. And instead of fighting for his release, he allowed himself to be tortured. And instead of resisting, he allowed himself to be led to a cross. And instead of showing his might, the might of the one who spoke the world into being, the might of the one through whom and for whom all was created, Instead of showing his might, he allowed himself to be executed and killed. This moment of absolute rejection by those he came to save, this was the turning point of history. This was the king made known for all to see. A king who sacrifices his own perfect life so that we can be free. This is not a king like all the other nations have. This is a kind of king who shows his love for us. Yes, who demands allegiance, but who offers himself. This is no tyrant fighting for power. This This is no despot hanging on to his strength as long as he can. This is the God who loves us and who is mightier than sin or death and who takes their full weight on himself for us. This is a different kind of king with a different kind of kingdom whose authority stands even over death. This is our king. If you want to know what God as king looks like, we look to the cross. To the king who doesn't treat us as slaves but treats us as people so valuable that he would sacrifice himself. This is Jesus. Father God, thank you that you would do that. That you would sacrifice yourself. Lord, we, we expect power to behave in a certain way. We expect power to, to fight. We expect power to to rule over us with, with arrogance and pride and, and strength. Lord, your strength is different. Lord, you you break the power of sin and death by taking it on, on yourself in our place. Lord, help us to remember that you are a different kind of king. You are the king who dies. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, you are the kind of king that we want to follow. We want to live our lives in imitation of you. Lord, help us to live in that kingdom. That kingdom which is so different to the one in which we find ourselves today. That kingdom which is so different to every other kingdom in this world. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We're going to sing a song together. Come see the son of the living.